Hi, folks. Welcome to the Peak City Podcast, Apex's community service broadcast serving you since 2016. This is Shane Reese. And I'm Alexis Jensen. And if you're not in town, come visit us. The Apex Downtown Business Association's website is a great resource to find out what's going on at apexdowntown.com. We're discussing the downtown master plan and parking study that's underway right now. And today we get to chat with several steering committee members about the downtown plan. They are Shannon Flaherty, Executive Director of the Apex Chamber of Commerce and an Apex resident. Welcome. Thank you. Nick Bryant, co-owner with his wife, Bethany, of the Apex Gallery and Custom Framing. Nick is also a member of the town's transit committee and an Apex resident. Thank you very much for having me. And Alexis and I also have the opportunity to serve on the Downtown Plan Steering Committee. Let's first lay out that the Downtown Plan establishes, and I'm reading here, a guiding vision for the downtown Apex area, addresses commercial and residential markets, identifies projects for placemaking in public spaces, and recommends parking strategies. The entire area within the Peakway is considered the downtown area. And looking back, there were changes in the downtown area in the late 90s uh, that helped pave the way for where we are today, from street lighting to sidewalks. Now, 20 years later, it's time to take that next step as we look forward over this coming 20 years. This is the first time we've had this kind of full-scale planning focused on our downtown. We began earlier this year. We as a steering committee have had the opportunity to offer some guidance. Staff and consultants have organized stakeholder conversations. The online survey is gathering feedback from folks so they can conveniently offer their input. That is still open right now and will be open through June 21st. And that's at apexnc.org slash downtown plan. And you can find the survey there. And then we've gotten results back from the public open house and have some projects to roll out. Alexis, you're ready to reveal that the end result of this entire downtown plan is a parklet on Salem Street. Is that correct? Absolutely. We have spent a lot of time uh, on all this and the city's decided with all the input that we're going to put in a tiny parklet. Yes. So that's <laughs> no, no, that's that's one of the things that uh, we've seen online. But this is much more than that. It's actually a great topic to tee up our conversation because some of this stuff can sound really abstract. Some of the stuff I just read when you're talking about concepts like placemaking and accessibility. But this is one great example of a tangible project while temporary at least that's my understanding, that should spark even more creativity invested in the downtown plan. What really is the purpose of this, Alexis? And then Nick and Shannon, you're both also helping out. Um, and in fact, Shannon and Alexis are the project leaders for this parklet. What is this about? Why are we doing this? Yeah, it's exactly that. It's something for the town to kind of see what we've all been talking about and really for the town to feel the acknowledgement of their voice being heard. So this particular act is it's called tactical urbanism. So it's a low cost, high impact way of elevating a, a community space. Uh, they're done all over the world. Uh, this will be the first one for Apex. And this one's just a temporary parklet to kind of give people the idea of the feel of it. But they're done in permanent ways all over the world at this point. And they are ways to, for us, the perceived shortcoming um, from the community was uh, lack of community space, narrow sidewalks, and a lack of outdoor dining. So we heard this feedback and we decided that a parklet was a really great way to sort of tend to that. Um, the sidewalk will be expanded. I think it's seven feet wide into two parking spots and 20 feet deep. So we've got a patio space that people can come, they can walk, they can sit, they can enjoy uh, the shade under the trees that'll be out there in the evening. They can enjoy the lights in the trees. They can get some ice cream from fresh and they can come out and sit. 
Uh, it's a way for us to kind of experience the things that we are wanting to experience without the huge budget to see how is this going to work in our town. And Shannon, how much does this cost? You're helping out as a co-leader of this project. Yeah. How, well, what, we were challenged with Very this. challenged. Our budget was zero. <laughs> so <laughs> we have utilized a lot of community resources. I know that I've met with Lowe's Pro Services. They have been very, very generous. Um, I'm actually going to follow back up with them, but they're pretty much going to donate most of the product that we need. They're very supportive. I know the manager I spoke with is like, I live in Apex. This is such a cool idea. When it's approved, you know, uh, going forward, you know, permanently, I want to be a part of the bidding process. I mean, awesome. he seemed really excited about it. I know from a chamber perspective, my leadership, the folks that know about it are extremely excited about it. And the good thing is it is temporary. So we can actually see what folks think, get some feedback. Is this really what we want in our community? Describe a little bit more about what it looks like. And then Nick, you're going to be helping out with some of the materials. Elevated plywood floors we're using because we had a zero budget, like Shannon said. Um, we're using repurposed materials as well uh, from the town to make the biggest bang for our zero buck. Um, so we've got um, we're using pallets on the floor with plywood um, donated from Lowe's. We've got pallet walls that will kind of contain the space. And then within those pallet walls, we're actually going to hammock landscaping cloth and do planters. So you really get this sort of urban garden right. flora and fauna. And then we've got the lights too. And we've the got lights. beautiful yes. lights and we've got some crepe myrtle trees that are going to come in that are going to help with shade. It's just going to be a really lovely little oasis yeah. right in downtown. I agree. And then for the folks out there, I hope this is okay, Shane, like safety, right? So I've talked yeah. to a lot of people and they're like the safety, the safety downtown. I believe the speed limit is 25 miles per hour. Parking is really, really tight. The town is allowing, you know, letting us borrow these barriers that are filled with water that essentially will, if anything was to happen, will prevent it from hitting the parklet. So it is safe. It will be inspected, obviously. So um, we're, we're looking at it from all avenues because obviously the concern of safety of the community is the most important thing. And then Nick, is it something that we see as experiential? It's more than just having people sit at some tables, right? Much like Alexa said, I think it's a touch and feel kind of thing. Other larger cities I've been in, Austin or uh, New York for that matter, you get to go to these spaces and, and feel them. And, you know, you're almost out in the street, but you're not. You're on this wide sidewalk with planners and benches. And there's a lot of local communities that do it as well, whether it be uh, Fayetteville or Graham, North Carolina, for that matter. You know? What did you like about Graham? I've never been there. I like the fact that it's a much smaller community and they've embraced this because they know that they need to utilize their downtown as much as possible because that's where people want to be. And you were saying earlier, Shannon, that this is something that your chamber leadership likes this plan, maybe even like the parklet. Is this downtown plan embracing the vision of what community leaders have been hoping to do for a long time? And this is really an extension of what was done 20 years ago. Is that correct? I think so. Yes. And I think, you know, from our chamber members, one of the things that we plan on doing after we have the parklet out for 14 days is to actually do a survey to see from the business community that are members of the chamber, what were your thoughts? What could we do better? What do you think? It also um, gives owners of businesses, especially the restaurants, an opportunity to kind of extend their seating and actually can accommodate more folks that want to come visit their establishment. So right before we pressed record, or we all got a chance to, to talk a little bit about this. And you were talking about your son having the opportunity to 
to go from the community center, maybe to downtown and back. Right. So, I mean, this is an enhancement of that, but I really liked what you were talking about and we hope to see more people have this kind of experience. Talk to that for a moment. Absolutely. So my son is going, finishing 10th grade right now, but mostly when he was in middle school, he spent a lot of time at the community center playing basketball. I mean, he lived there basically and him and his buddies, they'd get hungry and they'd walk downtown. They'd get a piece of pizza or, you know, go get some ice cream and then they'd go back to the community center and spend the rest of the afternoon there. It's an innocent way to be a child. And as a parent, I didn't really worry. You know, we kept tabs with phones and all that stuff. And, you know, the rule was as long as you don't get any trouble, right, you can do it. And it was just a way for me to trust your child to be able to do these things. And just that innocence of childhood that often you can't get in some towns, you know, so. That's also an accessibility, a sidewalk issue, oh, a right, safety for issue. sure. With the so, trains. Yeah. And, um, and with traffic. Nick, you're raising young kids. Yeah. What does this mean? You know, we, when you hear Shannon talk about her son walking back and forth, and now he's in high school, like you said, he's a 10th grader, you've got young kids. Do you see this as something being part of your regular family plan, walking to downtown and, and maybe through some of these uh, assets that will come about through the downtown plan? Absolutely. My wife and I moved to Apex specifically for that. Um, owning a business here, that was the number one. Moving here was number two. Then raising our family here is number three. But this goes much farther back. This goes back to me growing up as a kid in a small town in Asheboro. Back in the mid 80s, my mother worked downtown and I had the freedom to do silly things like ride my bike to the bank for my mom. And I want that childhood for my kids. So the fact that I live a mile from work, you know, we can ride our bikes to work, we can walk to work, we can eat ice cream, we can walk home, we can, it's really just a decision of what we feel like that day and how we want to handle it. But whether or not my children are going to school and walking downtown after school or just in the summer, I don't have to worry about them looking for a ride to downtown Raleigh. I much rather them frequent Apex. Excellent. Go no, ahead, I was Shannon. just going to say, if yeah. I could piggyback off what Nick said, one of the things of working at the chamber and being right downtown, kind of that innocence of childhood and wanting kids like when the middle school has half days, downtown is flooded with children. And it's kind of cool for my office. I can hear them giggling and laughing and just being kids. And, you know, their parents probably gave them a little bit of money and they're going to get Mexican or ice cream. It's just kind of nice from the, being an adult listening to and that. And there's 20 cops here to make sure that the kids That's are fine. That's right. They do. They actually come out and patrol, right? They, they, they do a great they, job. They do. Of, yes. And so that that's part of that community because awesome. some of those police officers may have children exactly. who are, you know, getting out on their half day. When Nick said that, it just made me think of that because it does from the office and you hear the giggling and the laughing, you know. And then you do see the police officers that are just there, you know, just in case, making sure everyone's safe. I don't know. Again, back to that innocence of childhood and being able to be a kid. I think the parklet is going to be a really great way to increase that come and sit and stay and play. Mm -hmm. Like the kids come through and they're hanging out at the Pizza Hut. They're hanging out at the Mexican restaurant. They're doing all the things. The parklet and extending those spaces in downtown where they can just sit. They don't have to spend money. They don't, but they can just, just get, get to sit. With all mm -hmm. of our eyes around, they're in the community, they're hanging out, they're a part of it, they're active, but they're just relaxing. Like, I think that's a really, really great part of that. I know at any age, you know, my daughter, she grew up in a city, so she spent tons and tons of time in those community spaces from when you're younger to when you are feeling those more independent moments and you get to go off on your own, a space to just be in the community. I think it's really great. Alexis, I have a question for you, considering not only are you um, in charge of the farmer's market, but you also live here downtown with your family. When we look through some of the results from the open house, I'm actually kind of flipping through it right now. I see some of the 
top choices for infill single family housing is, you know, cottage courts, multifamily housing, upper lofts and mixed use um, and live work units. When we talk about newcomers into town and they may be moved here for some of that small town charm, is this part of the growing pains that you think is acceptable just from your personal perspective and, you know, you and your husband, what you think about how we grow forward? Or is, does this go into an uncomfortable territory of, oh, wow, we're moving too fast? So we came from Portland, Oregon, which in the last 10 years has seen tremendous growth and in ways that we moved, we left there. I think growth is happening, whether we like it or not. Some people uh, are discouraged by it. I personally appreciate it. And I'm, I'm part of the problem. I moved here myself. So, you know, um, personally for me, I think that having uh, mixed use, the residential with business, some low cost housing opportunities, I think that establishes a community of people that is diverse. You have single families, you have families that maybe it's their first house that they bought and they're a young growing family. You have got um, more established, you've got retired couples. I think that if we offer more to people, we will get more. And I think that these these mixed use houses, I, I think that's going to be kind of key, my personal opinion on that. If we keep our median house price to the 340 to 440, that's what we're going to get. That's, right. that's all we're going to get. And, and I think diversity is really key. And that's actually a great point that has only, you know, just in the past few years become ever present in my mind as we've gotten to know the business owners down here, some of the restaurants and retail where their employees work here and yet they oftentimes, and they want to be part of this community and they really are part of this community because they contribute so much to what we have here in our way of life, but then they have to go back to another town. And so that's where, if you don't mind, usually I ask the questions and don't comment, but I will comment that I think it is important that this downtown plan allows for all walks of life to be able to live work and play in this community. Um, Nick, you live right here, a step off the Peakway. We know from the results from the open house that more people want to live in downtown Apex, or at least the response or the question was, do you think more people would like to live in downtown Apex, specifically within walking distance of Salem Street's core blocks? And 93% of respondents said yes, 7% said no. And then the question, do you think more people living downtown would better support new and existing downtown businesses? 88% said yes. What do you think about this from a business perspective, from someone who lives downtown, and from someone who also has an appreciation for preserving some of the rural character in the western part of town? So just recently in the past month, we had some good friends move down from Connecticut, uh, just outside of New York. And their choices were Rochester, New York, or Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, they looked at Nightel. They looked at Apex and we drove them around here and they chose Apex over the three. For them with no input from you, I'm sure. I'm sure you didn't I'm sure zero you didn't zero input from me. Um but what I'd like to say to that is that they chose to move to the outskirts of Apex, Olive Chapel Road, Richardson, farther out, not walkable to downtown, but what I think is important for those communities out there is that they feel included in downtown, mm -hmm. um, that they don't feel like they're on the outskirts, you know, next to a lake and that's it. Right. Um, I want them to be comforted into coming to Apex downtown. And so there you go for parking. So not everyone in town is going to be able to walk or bike here. 
And so that means that people will be using some sort of transit likely to get downtown. But to your point, we don't want to exclude those people because those people are just as important to you as uh, a friend, neighbor, customer. Forgive me for saying, but their money is just as green as everyone else. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. That's exactly right. That's, that's a small businessman at heart. So Shannon, when we talk about transit and we talk about parking, what do your members say? Because I, there is a bit of a disconnect there from a strictly academic perspective. I could see where consultants or even maybe even the town could say there's plenty of parking in downtown. That said, for the peak points of time, it seems like it's really tough to find parking, especially if you don't live in town, if you've just moved here from Connecticut. What do your members think about that parking, quote unquote, dilemma? Do we have resolution on this? Um, you know, we're working at it. I mean, you know, there's some people that don't think there is a problem. I mean, I honestly can speak for myself. Every time I've come downtown, I've never had a problem. I do work at the chamber. I've, there are two spots reserved for the chamber that are actually ticketed spots. People don't realize that. And like today, someone took my spot, but there were plenty of other spots available. So I just parked there. Uh, there are times during the day when a busy day, which typically is Thursdays, really busy day. I'm sure you all are aware of that. Somebody will take the staff spot and there's no other spots to park. And you're like, wow, where am I going to park? Which I can go behind the tobacco mule building and things like that. And the new parking on Seaboard Street that's going to be opening. That'll be nice. We find from a chamber perspective, again, when we have a big AM network and business after hours, those are on Thursday nights, folks will have challenges parking. But some people don't like to walk. So there could be parking on the other side of the tobacco mule, but often people come to the chamber. I'm kind of guilty of that too. And you're like, shoot, there's no parking. And then you have to go behind. I think a lot of that is perspective because again, Shannon and I have, have spoken about this. I have had to walk a little bit farther, but I have never not found a spot uh, nearby. But some people, they want right front door access, sure. which I, I understand that as well. But to me, I understand also as the business owners downtown, though, wanting your customers, potential customers, leads True. to have the best access they can to you. So I really see see all the sides of that. And I was just going to say, people have gotten frustrated and, you know, turned around. So I would hate, you know, we have our members we want to obviously accommodate. But if somebody's coming into one of the local businesses to spend money, and they turn around, well, that's that's a problem, yeah. you know? And I don't disagree with anything that's been said. Here's something that seems to, again, point to that dilemma. When the open house was held, 58% of respondents said that it is difficult to find parking in downtown Apex, and 30% said that it wasn't. And so the question, I think, is, is it way signage? Is it the fact that people have only lived here for five years or fewer? And so, you know, knowing that you can park in some of the church lots Maybe that's a challenge. And then the good news is the majority of people said that they're not discouraged to visit downtown. Just piggyback with that. I've got lots of input here. But, you know, one of the things, so that survey was 58% and then 30 something, but we need to consider, and I know that the study's doing a really good job, is that we're continuing to grow every year. So although some people may not have a problem today, 10 years from now, there's going to be so many more people and there really is going to be a problem. So I think the town is doing an absolutely amazing job of having the study. So that way we can talk about this now and maybe solve a potential problem, a big problem in the future, maybe. What I'll say about parking is friends that live in Surrey Meadow walk or drive down here for dinner on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. And they always show up at 536 o'clock and they and I say, how'd you get here? They either walk or they drive. And whenever they drive, I say, oh, did you have a problem parking? And they say, 
no, I've lived here long enough that I know where to park. You can park in the churches. You can park a block off. The newcomers are not so willing to park in the church parking lots or skeptical about walking from town hall when it's a five-minute walk. One thing I wonder is, you know, we have a lot of young families in town. I wonder if some of this is, hey, I'm not ready to walk 12 minutes when I've got a carriage. I've got a three-year-old to make sure she doesn't run into the road. You know, I've got to carry maybe a diaper bag, you know, and a few other things. And so that's where I, I wonder if maybe this is something where it's a mix of variables that have led us to where we're at. How do you think we achieve our goals? We achieve our goals by listening to the downtown plan with the consultants and the town listen to what they say. When that master plan is handed over, I think the town needs to embrace every page of it. The good, and bad, and the ugly. The good, bad, and the ugly. And um, come up with a plan of attack. It's not going to be a two-year fix. It's not going to be a six-month fix. It's going to be a five-year fix to include everything. 10, 15 years. Right. Yeah. It's going to include everything that we want and we feel is necessary for downtown Apex, whether it be a gathering space, whether it be green space. Public art is certainly important to myself and my family. Restaurant and business cohesiveness. We don't want a bunch of offices on the street level, street front, scaring people away where there's nothing to do. We want them to be able to shop and dine and be down here and not feel bored. To piggyback off that also, I think talking about the diverse housing opportunities and talking about retail that is strong, I think having a space that welcomes all and is all inclusive to all the varieties of people that we have here, that it is a space for all of Apex to come and spend the afternoon, the day that they can go to the market in the morning, they go to finally Friday on Friday, they get to listen to music, they get to sit in a parklet or a community space. The, the company was talking about our identity as a town and really trying to um, embrace that or maybe even discover what that is as we move forward and then embrace it and and use that as our leaping off point. I think that's going to be a huge part of our sort of victory in our growth is to just identify who we are and, and use that to launch into the future with all this. What I was going to say is uh, housing specifically for Apex, whether it be lower income or not, this isn't even included in the downtown plan. But I will say that the council has recently approved another um, low-income housing project for across the street right, from, by the Walmart. By Walmart, exactly. And this isn't just a low-income housing project. This is a stepping stone for families that want to begin to buy a home. You move into a low-income housing, you save your money, you build up your down payment towards your home, and then you put that down payment on a home and hopefully stay in Apex because it's awesome. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, We've heard a lot of different objectives. We've heard some challenges, some things that uh, aren't unresolved, and yet that's part of this downtown plan. That's part of the beauty of having this four-day design charrette that will occur June 17th through 20th. The entire event is open to the public. Everyone is invited to attend. Shannon, talk with us quickly about this downtown design charrette that will be held June 17th. Yeah, so the charrette is basically a series of meetings that cover a variety of topics. Shane was talking about some of the different meetings, neighborhoods, housing meeting. There's even an Apex Youth meeting. 
And there are on a variety of days starting on Tuesday, June 18th and run through Thursday, June 20th. It's very, very important that our community comes out to support these meetings. If it's an area of interest, or even maybe if it's not an area of interest, maybe to get you out and kind of expose yourself to something else and give your input on that. You know, the only way that this project can be successful is with input from folks from all different demographics, areas around the United States. They're all coming and bringing different um, experiences to Apex as a resident. So we want to hear what their opinions are because they matter. And so that's what I would encourage folks to come out and be a part of that for that reason. Fantastic. And we want to encourage people also, if you're unable to make it during one of these daytime sessions, there are two ways to still include your input. One is to come to the 6 p.m., I believe, uh, pinup sessions that will begin Tuesday night and go Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday night. And then also, let's say this is... Uh, Uh, there's input that I'd like to offer and maybe I don't have the ability to make it at all, but I would still like to contribute my thoughts. There's always the online survey. It takes five minutes, but you could also take 50 minutes and incorporate every single one of your thoughts into what you'd like to see downtown Apex. Again, that's it. Uh, www.apexnc.org slash downtown plan. Any final thoughts, Shannon? Yeah, I was just going to say I moved to Apex five years ago from the eastern part of the state. And you know, it's interesting. I'm also a military brat. And the longest I've lived anywhere in my whole life is North Carolina. So it's neat. When I came here for my interview, I was like, Apex, like, where's A? Because I would come to carry and shop or whatever, you know, from the eastern part of the state. But I'm I- offended. You didn't know about the peak city. <laughs> yeah. This but is I'm, incredible. But I'm just saying that it's just like, I am so <laughs> thankful and blessed that we moved here. I'm, we drive back and forth an hour to check on our house where we used to live and my son was going into sixth grade and would cry, like cry tears for an hour. And my heart was breaking in, you know, a hundred pieces, but he'll tell you now, mama, this was the best thing. This is my home. And, you know, it, it is my home too. And I'm blessed to be able to work here too. I think most people that live here are, probably feel the same way. We're very, very lucky. It's just a wonderful community. And I love the fact that our town is doing this. The town of Apex is getting behind this. And it's been awesome meeting and getting to know the folks on the committee because they're bringing different insights and experiences. And I think it's going to be a real great thing. Fantastic. Nick? This is not going to be a short process. So I encourage everyone Good that call. listens to certainly take the time, no matter how little or how much time you want to invest in the charrette or the survey. But certainly, please, please, please come out to voice your opinion at the charrettes. Uh, come touch and feel the parklet. Visit some town council meetings. Talk with your neighbors. Talk with your neighbors. Please encourage everyone. It really takes the whole community to make this the best downtown, the best apex that we can have. Alexis, final thought. My final thought, I just want to say, um, having been in a town that has experienced a huge amount of growth and, and then moving here, I, I'm i just so impressed at the level of engagement that the government of our town has in this process and the community that our town has, that people are seeing a potential issue with the growth and they're really ready to respond to it and to divert to make sure that we continue to be a really lovely place to be. And And that takes a lot. And I'm very, very excited to be a part of it on any level at all. So I'm I'm excited. It's a good thing. I am too. I'll tell you. I want to say thank you to everyone who's been here today. Thank you to the steering committee. Thank you to town staff. Thank you to the consultants. Stantec has been fantastic. 
And thanks so much to Shannon Cox, who is the long-term planning manager for the town of Apex. She has been incredibly involved in this project from the very get-go. She has a lot on her plate, and yet I don't know how she doesn't seem stressed out. Do you know how? how No, she's very, very calm and collective. She's pretty awesome. She's fantastic. I just also want to thank Shannon Flaherty, the executive director of the Apex Chamber of Commerce. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Shane. And I want to thank Nick Bryant of the Apex Gallery and Custom Framing and Transit Committee member. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry I couldn't touch more on the transit portion, but I think that will come much later in the process. Absolutely. Uh, This is the Peak City Podcast. I'm Shane Reese. And I'm Alexis Jensen. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours, including Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you around town. Take it away, Peak City Sound.